Now, sometimes when you have the idea, the drive and the passion to start a business, all you're missing is a little advice, maybe some encouragement. Acorns are trying to change that specifically for female entrepreneurs in rural Ireland. And here to tell us more is lead entrepreneur Caroline Reedy and recent graduate Joan McCann. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. So Caroline Reedy, before we talk about Acorns, people uh, might recognise your name as I did when I got the brief last night. Uh, you run HR Suite. So tell us a little bit why people, you talk, you're on the radio quite a lot as well, aren't you? Yeah. So I suppose I run the HR Suite and uh, we basically provide outsourced HR advice to companies throughout the country. And I suppose HR is really topical. We all read the paper and hear the story and, you know, it's very personal. Everybody's either an employee or knows somebody who's an employee. So it's generally very topical and hence, I suppose, why uh, it does get media attention every so often. And you have a lot of experience, obviously, in the area of rural support because you came through the growing, going for growth. Tell me about that, yeah? Yeah, so back when I set up my business um, in Kerry, where I suppose I was really lucky, the local enterprise offices are brilliant around the country to get you started and do start your own business courses, etc., but I suppose I didn't really know any peer people who were entrepreneurs that were female. And when I heard about Going for Growth, which is the sister program to Acorns, um, I applied and I was successful. And it was a game changer. Like Paula Fitzsimons and her team who run the program. I remember her at the very first day talking about the aspiration of growth and they there to support your aspiration for growth. And all these like minded people were in the same boat as you. And that was hugely reassuring and encouraging. And like, I suppose, even though we had different businesses, we all share the same challenges, concerns, etc. 100%. And just to make it clear about your business, it's the HR suite. Very clever idea because you've come from a HR background, but you set up a company that could act as a HR department for maybe companies that didn't have in-house HR, is that correct? And, exactly. you're, and you're from Kerry. HR, uh, the head, head, HQ even is in Kerry, right? Absolutely. It's in Tralee where I have an amazing team of people. And since then, we've set up an office in Dublin and in Cork. And I suppose ultimately no business, you know, it's all about the team. And for me, that concept of aspiring to grow your business was yeah. key because I love HR and I love everything about HR, but I'm not good at the finance or the marketing, etc. So I always knew from the start that I'd love to grow a team who could support me with being amazing at all those other functions to really make the HR suite uh, a really big, I suppose, uh, HR consultancy in Ireland and one of the key players. And boy, have you done that. Congratulations. Thank you. So you're now one of the lead entrepreneurs in Acorns. So it's a very unique idea and a great proposition. So tell us exactly what is Acorns. So Acorns um, is a programme for startup female yeah. entrepreneurs. So there's a few criteria. You need to either set up a business and have sales no earlier than June 2020 or are actively planning to set up the business. You need to own it or part own it. Um, you need to be based in rural Ireland, so anywhere outside of Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Galway or Waterford cities. And ultimately, this programme is then free of charge. It's funded by the Department of Agriculture. Is it? Okay. Food, Marine, and it's run by Paul and her team. But it's a real, I suppose, really positive programme. Um, you'll hear from Joan in a minute about her experience. But for me, this is my ninth year being involved. Wow. I've been involved from the start. 
And it's just so um, exciting and so positive to see people who have a fantastic idea, but just need that little bit of peer support, that little bit of confidence. And just that, I suppose, um, we've travelled the path before, but a huge amount of it is all about your peer people within the group. I just want to reiterate that for anybody who's listening. It's a development initiative to support women living in rural Ireland who want to start a new business or have recently started a venture. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea. And as you said, you're government funded. There's 50 spaces on the round nine programme now. Is that correct? Yeah, so we're onto our ninth year. And ultimately, anybody that's interested in applying can go on to acorns.ie. So it is open. It's open and live. And I suppose everybody, or every year for us as lead entrepreneurs, one of the hardest things is to do the selection process. So, so, you know, it's really, really challenging. But the applications are open till the 22nd of September. But I wouldn't wait until the 22nd of September at midnight, (coughs) you know, like, you know. But I would say that if anybody's listening and they know somebody who either has in the setup stage or has just set up, please tell them about the programme because you're giving them the gift, best gift you'll ever give them. What sort of women are you meeting and how can they be helped? I suppose it's such a diverse um, range of people. So Joan obviously is doing coding for kids. Um, Grania Mullins is doing chocolate um, via Gra, her brand we see everywhere now. Um, we've got people who are doing eggs. We, you know, um, we've got like we've just such a variety of businesses from technological to beauty to um, coding to, you know, it's really, really diverse because the type of business you have actually doesn't matter a lot. You're an entrepreneur yourself and the same challenges between your business, my business and um, Jones exist. Generally, people finance and making sure that you're you've got a good business plan and you're setting goals and you're making yourself accountable for those goals and if we get the basics right most businesses the same common denominators apply What sort of supports are you offering I'm going to come to you in two seconds John because your journey is amazing but what sort of just so people who are listening may be interested or may know somebody who's interested what sort of supports does the Acorn offer So I suppose for me I think one of the biggest things is that huge opportunity of peer learning and meeting other people and making friends for life who are in the exact same boat as you because as part of Acorns you don't just join Acorns 9 and that group this year you become part of the community over the last nine years as well so you've loads of people that you can pick up the phone to ask a question the programme itself then has we we cover different topics each month in the programme after we do an initial launch so the initial launch is on in October so it's a conference where everybody comes together and gets set up and gets started and hears inspiring stories and gets the concept of the importance of having having a business plan, having goals and milestones, being accountable to those. And then really after that, we cover modules in each of the round tables. So we cover topics like finance, we cover sales, we cover marketing, we cover uh, people and leadership. So it's really, I suppose, all of those common denominators. And we just give people really good insights and the best bit like anything is it keeps you accountable because you're coming back in a month's time to your group Brilliant. to be accountable for the goals you've set last month so it's it's like a support network and accountability i mean it's all there for you joan i'm going to come to you now you you're just finishing up the program congratulations am, yes. and before we talk about acorns and the code lab which is fantastic by the way i've just read a lot about it i want to talk about your journey 
about getting starting a business at first. How did your journey start? Um, my journey started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a degree in computer science and software engineering from what used to be DIT. You want more girls in STEM? More <laughs> girls in STEM, yeah. I'm a big advocate for that. Um, and I had a busy career. Um, I had no intention of giving up the career or starting a business. So Never you're working, dawned you're on working me. For, as an employee in a big organisation? Okay. Yeah, I was working as an employee. I worked in um, large corporates um, and I travelled and I had a busy job. And, and then what actually was your job? I, I moved through the life cycle of software. So I was a tester, I was a developer, I was an analyst, I was Got a team you. lead, project manager. So I kind of did a bit of everything sure. uh, during my career. Um, and when I finished up, I had a large team working for me um, and I was expecting a set of twins. I was moving to County Louth out of Dublin. Um, my husband was doing an MBA. All the things you're told not to do all at the same time, <laughs> we did them all. Um, and uh, the boys were born premature um, which brings challenges with it. Just say, just say, ah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Life was changed drastically overnight. Um, and, it, you know, it was great. It was positive. We had two fantastic, beautiful little babies, but life was very, very busy. And I just couldn't see myself being able to travel in then because I'd moved out of the city. So I couldn't see myself being able to travel. Um, and we made a decision then as a family that I would take a short career break and you know, bring the boys along, uh, get them up past, you know, certain milestones and then maybe I'd go back to work. So there was always this in the back of your head, I'll go back to work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then we said, sure, look, we'll have one more and then I'll go back to work. Um, so three years after the first boys were born, we had another set of premature twins. <laughs> Uh, another set of boys. Da-da. So, <laughs> da-da. You're, you're building um, a marching band here, John. Yeah. <laughs> building a football team. Wow. Um, that must so have been quite the shock, right? It was, but it's look, amazing. we were well able yeah. for it because yeah. I think, honestly, if one baby had arrived, we wouldn't know what to do because we were so used to having two <laughs> and both of us being hands-on. Yeah. Um, so that um, was busy, as you can imagine, um, and very lively and exciting and a noisy house. Um, so... I we made a decision then. Look, this this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be able to go back. Um, we'll I'll going to make a, a choice now that I'm going to change career altogether to be a stay at home mum. Okay, how did um, that feel? Um, it felt strange at the time, but like I'd had three years at home at that stage, so it felt comfortable in a lot of ways. Um, I you know I was beginning to wonder how am I ever going to go back and work for someone else when I've been working for myself <laughs> and being my own boss at home making the decisions myself. So. Um, it, I, I didn't really have that's time to think about how pa- it felt. That's an interesting <laughs> parallel because you, at home, you're making all the decisions. Yeah, you're not reporting yeah. to anybody. You've come out of that mindset. Do you think in any way you lose your confidence in terms of professional ability? You probably do lose a bit of confidence, but gain it in other ways, you Cor- know. Yeah. So, um, like, I never thought years ago that I could be a stay-at-home mummy and be busy. And, you know, you just don't think you'd have the ability, but you learn, you know. How old are the lads now? Uh, the bigger boys are 15 okay. and the younger boys are 12. Okay. So they're well on. So my journey was a slow one. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, I settled into to family life basically and, and the busy life of stay-at-home mum. And when the older boys were about seven, um, I heard from talking to friends about children's coding and I thought this was the most bizarre thing you could possibly teach a child because when I learned to code, it was the lines of code that you see if something goes wrong in your computer and all the code pops up. Um, so I brought them along to a local coding group and we were, I was blown away, they were blown away. The The applications that were being used were child friendly. 
They were colourful, had lovely interface. There were little characters running around. You could get the characters to speak and move. And I thought, wow, this is actually how, fantastic. How old were they when you brought them to the coding? They were seven. Okay. So they were quite young. Um, and a, I'm sorry, this is locally near where you live. Somebody yeah, sent them to yeah. the kids coding class. How brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And it was once a month. So, um, you know, once they got wind that I had IT background, <laughs> I got roped in. So I became a volunteer. Um, so I, I became one of the mentors in the group and um, we went every month and I, the boys coded along and, and I volunteered. So um, I was always being asked why people look, do you run these classes outside? And at the time, life was just too busy. Um, I could manage to do one day a month <laughs> I, and that was about it. So um, we soldiered on like that for a while and I started to volunteer in my local school, so my, my kids' school the primary school and teaching kids in small groups and then in bigger classes and just getting experience of teaching them in the classroom gave me the idea that this actually might become something I could maybe go into schools and teach this. And what, is it satisfying teaching it? Yeah, it is. It is because they love it um, and you get you see the sense of achievement that they have, that they've done it, um, you know, and but it brings challenges trying to keep but them all in tow and keep them all quiet. I can imagine, <laughs> but I imagine that there's a kind of satisfaction with teaching children something so what we would imagine is so corporate and yeah. they're loving it. It must be quite an awakening in a way, is it? Yeah, but they don't realise they're learning something <laughs> corporate because the corporate bit's hidden behind this lovely colourful interface. They've no idea that they're learning so many coding concepts. Like, you know, I would have loved to learn about coding in this way myself back in the day. And I know they do use children's coding languages and applications to teach computer science in colleges now um, to give them the experience. So... You, you've learned now that you like teaching children mm-hmm. coding, which is where you come. So it's all coming together. So yeah. how did the Code Lab happen, which is the name of your business? Um, the Code Lab happened uh, kind of slowly, but I, I was kind of doing the Code Lab before I realised I was doing it. Um, oh, wow. I was going into the odd school, like, you know, I became known around the town and and for as the coding lady. <laughs> and uh, I went That's in and you a cape taught. and a mask. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it replaced the mammy of twins name that I had for a few years. Um that's so I, I went into some schools and taught six week and eight week courses and I ran the odd workshop at midterm breaks. But that was about as much as I could do um, with the lifestyle that we had, the family life. Um, and then uh, with lockdown and pandemic, um, everybody was left at home. There was no no teaching coding in in uh, in-person environment. So the local library asked me, would I run an online class? and record it and I recorded it and the feedback was just fantastic and this was like a light bulb moment I I talked about it with Caroline I could never see at that point up to that point how I could make this hobby um, into an actual career until that moment and I realised I could spend my time when the kids were at school building and recording lessons that kids could then play back and follow at home Genius. So this was an idea that I could actually, I, I pinched myself, I can actually have the idea now. Um, and I could use the experience because it, I'd like to know what I'm doing when I'm going to do something and be confident that I can do it. So I used my IT background and my experience managing <laughs> my kids and all the kids in the classrooms. Um, and I had lots of experience teaching them and the kind of questions they might ask and how, at the pace that they learn. And so I used all of that to uh, start the Code Lab. And it's the codelab.ie. So it's a learning website. 
It is. It's a it's a, um, an online coding school for kids with a learning management system attached Brilliant. that I built all myself. Congratulations. Yeah, with no uh, web <laughs> development experience. So I trundled through and built it. Um, That's and brilliant. That's yeah, really impressive. Yeah. yeah. So um, so the idea is that a, a parent can buy a course for their child. The child can log on. They see the first lesson is released. At the moment, I have five week lessons or five week courses on the website. So they log on, they see the first lesson and there's a lot of supplementary lessons to show them how to do different things and how, reminding them how to log on and, you You'll know, how to save and all that kind of stuff. probably see my name pop up later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, the idea is it's all pre-recorded. Brilliant. I'm there at the start. I disappear. My screen pops up. I show them how to do a step. I tell them to pause. They do the step. I remind them to check. Does the step work? These are all things that you learn in IT. You check before you test and measure before you move on. And um, so they're learning stuff without realising it. And then they come back and they move to the next step. And the big advantage is that they learn at their own pace. Because I would have found in a classroom of kids, you have kids that all learn with different abilities and different different paces and it's not like the bright kids learn more it's just that they all learn at different speeds and this allows them to learn at the pace that suits them so they can do it as slow as they want or as fast as they want and they can experiment if they go off to do a step and they find something else they can go way off on a tangent and experiment and come back and they can come back another day if they've had enough that day Um, so that's the idea I'm struck that you are product first which is just a recipe for absolute success. You're not, you haven't mentioned the business model once in any no. description. It's all about your customer, which is obviously the child. I feel Caroline looking at me when I don't mention my business model. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry <laughs> no, about a business no, model. No, no. Build it and they'll come. Isn't that what yeah, they yeah, say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have such a good business idea as that. No, it's brilliant. And it, it, I can see the recipes popping in at different times in your life. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So uh, are the lads, are your boys still into coding? I, they're actually working for me. Um, so <laughs> yes, this yes, perfect business yeah, model yeah. put them to work money yeah. is great bribery so you know they got offered if uh, I ran went back to running um, in-person camps in the summer I yeah. had to take the time out because um, like everybody who's listening who has a small business you're one person so it's hard to do everything so I said well I'll focus on the online stuff get it up and running I had kids online all summer because the weather was so wet online doing coding classes um, working away in the background. So I decided to run some workshops, get back out and run them. And these focused more on electronics and robotics and a little bit of coding as well. Um, and I I paid my children to help me <laughs> uh, and they used it as pocket money for their holidays. So I had the four of them, yeah, helping. And Amazing. the plan now for the bigger boys, they're going into TY and, you know, they've had a few, three busy years up to the junior cert. So the plan is that they will help me move the online classes further. So build more, learn more languages. Um, and I hope they're listening. They know. Yeah, they'll, they'll the next get paid. Plan. But tell me this. Yeah. How yeah. did you come across Acorns? I came across Acorns through a friend who had been on it the previous year and she was very familiar with what I was doing. And last August, I was kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, I was getting to a point where I thought this isn't moving on. I don't know how to move this on. I know what I'm doing in terms of the coding and teaching, but I don't know how to move the business part of it on. And she recommended that I apply for Acorns. And so I applied on the last day, which I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) And then I made frantic phone calls um, to Paula's team to say, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Um, So I got in just about um, and it is a game changer. It's uh, it's very hard to explain that first conference that you go to. 
and you go away overnight, which is a massive thing for oh, really? a lot of women who don't get away, you know, and you go away from everything. So you're fully focused. Um, you meet your peer group. And my peer group were all in different businesses, totally different. Like I, I couldn't understand when I saw the list, how am I ever going to have anything to do with these people? I don't understand how this works. But everybody faces the same challenges. We all have to work on our finances and our <laughs> digital marketing and our, you know, all and our business model and all those things. And that's the stuff that Acorns drives you through and encourages you through. Um, and removes the fear maybe a little. Yeah, yeah. And also gives you like those monthly meetings are your targets because when you're used to working in a, a work environment, you have a boss who is checking, are you doing your stuff and have you got your deadlines? When you're working on your own, you have every excuse in the world to not do it. Um, but being part of that group makes you do it. Some lovely texts here. Good morning, Brendan. Acorns was brilliant for me. Emily at the Ackle International Film Festival. And then a, 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 a texter says, I'm in Betty's town. Would I be able to apply for Acorns, Caroline? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm putting the application. Paula and her team are so approachable. Yeah. And if you make contact with Paula and the team on acorns.ie has all the information absolutely we'll be able to give you an answer very quickly. So you're a lead entrepreneur which means you guide newbies through the process. What what does that look like? Um, I suppose um, we basically have a table, it's called a round table and normally it's eight or nine participants on that round table. We meet at that conference this year which is the 23rd and 24th of October so everybody gets to come along if you're selected to that conference and then we have our first round table at that and it's also lots of other speakers etc and then we meet for six months every month and we set goals and milestones and we cover those topics and I suppose as Joan said the best bit is that accountability and you're in the Which is funny I would have thought you said the network but actually you're right the actual lines in the sand where you actually have to hit your marks helps push the business forward does it Joan? It it does yeah but for me the network is the biggest thing so the support from Caroline and also from your peers because I you know Acorns finished in April and um, was Caroline our, your our, lead entrepreneur? Caroline was my lead, yeah. She's yeah. not listening. What was she like? She was, she was great. <laughs> she was great. She she came every month with a list of things we were going to talk about and you, you'd arrive, I would arrive with all my stuff done and think, right, that's it. I can get back and put up my feet and then she'd give us another list. Um, you know, that that's her, her job is to drive you forward. So, and always very encouraging. Um, but the support from the, the other group the group is fantastic and I still have that to this day. They're all messaging me yesterday and... And, and they're uh, listening now, I'm sure. And they're listening now and we've all had the chats with each other about, will I just go and get a real job? And everyone goes, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. You know, stick to what you're doing. You're doing a great job. We understand each other's businesses, you know, and we understand the drive behind them. So we keep each other on the straight and narrow. Yeah. An element of this, Caroline, which fascinates me and I see it as I go around the country is I see a lot of young couples moving out of the bigger cities. I see a lot of hipsters living in smaller towns with cool coffee shops and cool little businesses. So the idea of a rural business has changed, hasn't it? Very much so. And I suppose when I set up, which is 11 years ago now, maybe approximately, there wasn't that many female entrepreneurs that I, I actually couldn't think of anyone that I knew back then. So the concept of if you can see it, you can be it. 
So now I think we can all see the people who have travelled the path before us. And as you say, see somebody who's done the coffee shop or who has done the code lab or who has done, you know, the different businesses before us. There's great role models and great ambassadors. And I think that gives people confidence as well that, well, if they can do it, well, I can do it too. And, you know, I mean, we're very lucky that this programme is funded. It's fully funded. So anybody who's successful to go on it, and that residential that we spoke about in October and all of your meetings, etc. And then we meet again in April at the end of the programme and that's a conference as well. So that's funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, which is a huge, there's no barrier to somebody other than being available to give your time to those milestones, those key dates. There's nothing to stop you doing this. And sometimes we have that imposter syndrome to go, well, like, you know, I wouldn't be good enough or, well, my idea isn't far on enough or my idea isn't good enough. But we're our own toughest critics. If our friend told us that, we'd be all encouraging to yeah. the friend. So I, I hope anybody listening that has that bit of self-doubt, it's gone, hopefully, as uh, we listen Lovely to this Lovely text here for you, Joan. Brendan, that coding lady should be running the country. You're, you're <laughs> a great advice. Acorns.ie, if people want to find out more. Caroline and Joan, best of luck. Thank you so much with everything. Let's take a quick break. Thank you. 